Hi, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Quarantine the Past, a bonus episode, I should say, because we are going to discuss nostalgia and music festivals. My name is Juan, and with me is Gabby. Hey. So as, as you probably are figuring out right now, there's not four of us today, and the reason why is because uh, Gabby and I went to a music festival. Uh, unfortunately, um, our regular host, David, couldn't because he's uh, across the pond in the UK. And we also have uh, a little bit further in, in the outskirts of Australia, we have Joe. <laughs> and they obviously couldn't make it, but Gabby is close enough here in, in the continental US and she came to uh, LA, where I live, and we went to a music festival, uh, which is pretty consonant to what we were discussing in the previous episode about music festivals and our experiences. And the reason why this one is a little bit different, or I should say a tangent of what we discussed in the other one, is because we are discussing the topic of music festivals that cater to a moment in time that place where maybe we were in college at some point, or we were even younger than that, or, but we have very fond memories of a time and a place, and these festivals kind of cater to that. And the festival that we went to is called uh, Just Like Heaven. And this festival it pretty much caters to people who were probably in college, in the early 2000s, because a lot of the artists range from maybe the late 90s to, I would say, mid to not even late 2000s, but kind of in that range. And, and yeah, we kind of, the two of us went, we kind of have some thoughts about our experiences. And, and yeah, if I lo I'd love to know how you felt about it, Gabby. <laughs> oh, man. So... Yeah, I think we started talking about this yesterday, how it's high time that somebody pays attention to our generation. And it's cool that uh, we could go to a festival just filled with people in their late 30s trying to look cute in their festival gear and having an awesome time. Um, and seeing a bunch of bands that haven't played on stage in like 15 or 20 years and playing entire albums that we haven't listened to for 15 yeah. years um, and making us feel really old <laughs> in the process. Um, but it was a really good time, so, I think. So I was wondering when you mentioned that it's our time. Do you mean like maybe like 10 years ago, it was more of a thing with the Gen Xers where it was trying to maybe cater to their nostalgia and, and now it's our turn for maybe millennials to have yeah, our time? I think so. Yeah. Although you say that, but like every, I, we were talking about this too, how like um, as soon as I got to LA and was like telling people that I was here for a music festival everyone thought I was here for cool world oh yes yes and that is a gen x catering music festival right uh, absolutely yeah to give a little bit more context uh, cruel world happened literally in the same place where just like heaven happened but it happened a week uh prior to just like heaven so basically 
that festival caters to people who tend to like 80s, late 70s to mid 80s music. So they had all sorts of, Morrissey was the headliner, <laughs> they had The Damned, they had Devo, they had Echo and the Bunny Man, they had all these bands. Blondie, right? Absolutely. So. Which which is weird because they, they did a little gap here. You know, you have the 80s festival, not the 90s festival, though. Unfortunately, a lot of them have died from drugs and right. all these things. I'm guessing that's why you can't really curate a really good festival unless you want to see uh, Jane's Addiction with the Smashing Pumpkins, who just an announced the tour. I guess you would have to do that sort of situation instead of go to a festival. But right. But yeah, Cruel World is definitely the more popular one. That that one actually sold out and it had two nights, whereas just like Heaven was, it was pretty full though. There were a lot of people. It was really full, yeah. Um, it didn't feel like that at first. We got there really early. Um, but I don't know, it, it's funny because we 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 kind of had our first unexpected shot of nostalgia because I I I we were like kind of going through the first set and and everything and we were kind of excited to see the Swedish band called the Ravenettes and, and which is a band who has been pretty active uh, and, but not really with kind of with diminishing returns in this, in terms of popularity. So then they announced that they did the 20th anniversary of their first album called Whip It Up. And that's kind of where it hit us. Like so Whip It Up or Whip It On? Whip It On? Actually, well, I have to look it up. I don't remember. But anyway, it is close enough. Did yeah, not, yeah. Um, expect them to play their full album and then they just went into it and it was amazing yeah it was really good but I think it was that moment that it hit us that a lot of these artists really uh some of them not all of them but a lot of them had this expectation that we're going to play album anniversaries from yeah. 20 years ago and we knew we knew from the onset that there were going to be maybe two or three that were going to perform full albums like uh, we knew that Wolf Parade was going to do that with their first album um, but we didn't know that the Ravenettes were going to do that. And that was a really pleasant surprise because it's probably the one that me and Gabby remember the most from yeah. that time. Sure. So it was definitely very, very, uh, very catering to us, definitely. <laughs> um, but the one that we did expect that we knew from months ago and Gabby was really excited <laughs> was, uh, the artist called Peaches. Um, oh, man. yeah, that was... I still think, uh, I didn't, ex so I expected Peaches to perform Teachers of Peaches, but I did not, well, actually, I don't know that we knew from the get-go that she was going to do Teachers of Peaches. I think we only knew that Wolf Parade was going to do. I knew she was, I knew really? she was okay. going to do Teachers, yeah. Um, all right, I will uh, pedal that back, but um, <laughs> So, but I did not expect that to be my favorite performance of the day, but it was like hands down I the, the best, I thought. I thought you had day. your expectations pretty high. My expectations were high, but it still exceeded them. <laughs> like yeah. that was like over the top in the best possible way. Yeah, and, and the thing about Peaches <laughs> is that um, it, by default, it was probably going to be the best show because she has stage presence stage presence <laughs> instead of playing a guitar she has stage presence and just even if she was she does play the guitar though she does and she did play the guitar during the during yeah. the, the but she was also like uh working her uh she had like a roland keyboard and she has yeah. since too so she was like and that's the thing she was doing so many things at the same time and she was the only one who did costume changes 
Yeah, during, she's a performer. Yeah, a, a performer, and and she wasn't necessarily seeking for perfection. She nope. was just trying to be really real, trying to engage with the audience, and trying to insert uh, her usual somewhat shock factor because it's not really shock factor if you know what peaches is all about but if yeah, at this point we know that what we're in for with her but she like she leaned into because i'm sure everyone who loves peaches remembers that back when her first album came out and we were all like oh like wasn't she like a like a preschool teacher or something before she was you know peaches and she like had a whole career basically. And I remember learning like, oh, she's kind of, you know, quote unquote old. Like she was like in her late thirties or something when yeah. Peaches of Peaches came out. But that was 20 years ago. So she's in her fifties now. And she leaned into that. She leaned into like, that, yeah. came Like she came on stage like with the smoke machine and everything, like announcing her. Well, and like all her backup dancers and stuff. Backup dancers and she were... like wheeled in on a, like um, what's it called? like uh um it's like one of these kind of uh a walker a walker a walker, a walker. it didn't have any golf balls but right <laughs> but it might as well have. it might as well have. like just like yeah. totally leaning into like the senior citizen like um trope or whatever like she was just fucking amazing but right. like basically like half naked um oh yeah yeah and she had all these very uh, very uh flamboyant i mean it was all sorts it was right. everything but <laughs> i but she had everything from how would you call like she had this all all this hair like it was like one of her last costumes oh she had like a it was more than a wig it was just like a costume made entirely out of like braided hair it was right. amazing like, yeah a she million had, costume changes she had that like she was literally naked with little pasties little yeah. pasties she had like a shirt just kind of protesting uh you know pro-abortion and yeah. as well so so that's the thing about peaches like you like she's she kind of reminds us of our younger selves in right. many ways too and that free spirit that that we all try to you know, aspire to maybe yeah. fail at it. But that's the <laughs> thing. We can't all be peaches because we don't have half the talent that, right. that she does. <laughs> and and you know, and, and outside of all that, the songs are just highly, highly entertaining. And it just definitely puts you in that place of that's a very underrated kind of artist. And right. But 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 yeah, then so we had so much like a full like full album anniversaries which is which I always had at first I thought it was not the kind of thing that sometimes you want a little bit of variety but but if they're known for a very good album and it's really good you do want to listen to it so I we didn't really mind uh in in that early showing but yeah just looking into um is there any others that kind of stuck for you in terms of in uh, a good way in like, a good way it could be in a bad way too I mean, I mean I so I love Franz Ferdinand like as far as the bands who didn't just uh play full album albums yeah. I'd never seen them live before and that was like another very good showmanship kind of uh performance um but there were some bummers for me anyway. I and don't that, know if, and that's no, not, not in France for none, just like oh, on okay. the day. Um, but I don't know if you agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was bummed by Block Party and I was bummed out by Modest Mouse, as you well know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were we were kind of discussing that. I would say I was more bummed with Block Party and I'll get into the Modest Mouse thing because actually Modest Mouse is one of those artists that maybe a lot of you already are very familiar with because they're still pretty much a, an uh, active band. An active band. And I mean, a lot of these are, but they don't really have the same popularity that a band like Modest Mouse would. Right. The problem with a band like Blog Party is pretty much that they just, they, they really do have like those one or two albums that people really know them for. And once you get into, they played a lot of new material. If you've heard it, then maybe one or two people will know, but you're not going to get that same engagement. I mean, they were they were very good musicians. They were playing really good music, but the problem was that it, it, it's kind of harder to engage when you don't have as much commonality with the music and, and, the, lead, and the lead singer-songwriter. Uh, Kele was a little bit sassy, which was funny, yeah, but, yeah. but it kind of distracted me too, in, in a way. He was, he, he felt too preoccupied with, uh, with things instead of actually, you know, feeling excited. He was saying that he was really excited to be performing, uh, and I didn't really like feel it 100%. No, it wasn't a high energy show. They were technically very good though. They were in a technical aspect. Yeah, I mean, if you have those noodley guitars, you're going to have a good time, <laughs> yeah. you know? And they obviously played hits like Helicopter. Well, I won't even call them hits, but they were pretty well known back right. in the day, like Helicopter, for instance, yeah. was one. They didn't play Price of Gas. I would have like flipped my mind if yeah. <laughs> they played Price of Gas or something like that. Would have seemed uh it would fit the times but yeah but we kind of have we're a little bit underwhelmed with a band like blog party i still didn't necessarily mind it but but when you get to the point where you're getting all these artists that were very similar i think they would have done something with a little bit more variety and in, in that stretch where they had france ferdinand block party and um whoever played afterwards uh the shins the shins Wolf i mean parade? No, they played before. I mean, okay. the, the Shins were there, a band that can save your life, apparently, from the <laughs> 2000s. Yeah. I personally loved the Shins. I thought it was a really well-curated yeah. um, set list. I also have a soft spot. It kind of reminded me of how much I loved their discography. And I know that I know that I got in a sour place with the Shins and James Mer uh, Mercer because he fired, like, most of his... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he fired a lot of his like bandmates like after his third album. I thought it was the second one. I got corrected. It was actually their third album. And I felt like, ah, oh, you know, it's and I felt like the energy just like in terms of the albums just don't have the same quality. But I don't know. It just got me to a place of man, I, I miss so much of that music of that right. time. And and also the sense of I like that the shins really do that classic rock thing. Right, there's very little pop. of that kind of going on right now. Like, like Beatlesque and right. Kinks kind of music, and they were so good at it back then, and not a lot of people really replicated too much, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense. But I was still delighted by it. It got a little happy tear that I didn't expect while I was watching it. <laughs> <That's> sweet. <laughs> um, but going into Modest Mouse, the 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 thing the the thing that me and Gabby kind of disagree with is the fact that. 
our perception of old modest mouse is slightly different. Yeah. Like her perception of modest mouse is <laughs> really for the indie heads. Like <laughs> modest mouse stopped being a good band in 1999. All right. No, 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 no. Come on. That's not entirely true. I just think they have like very distinct eras, like okay. incredibly distinct eras. And I, I still love Modest Mouse. Like I'm all for, so they played almost entirely tracks from their most recent album, Golden Casket. And I think that's a very strong album. I really like it. Me too. But that is not what I came to just like heaven for. And I think like the, well, I don't know. I don't know what the audience was there for, right? But I assume, I, yeah. I assume that we were all of an age <laughs> <laughs> and that we wanted the nostalgia right yeah so i mean but being fair i guess probably like float on was what 2005 it was right yeah so that is old enough and exactly. a lot of people hadn't heard the earlier records and i'm being that asshole who's like yeah yeah that's lonesome crowded west moon in antarctica those were the those were the albums but people like that's the dividing line like those were like super inaccessible and i get that but yeah. i love those records and we got one yeah one song, song. from I, moon in antarctica I, and i do love that song but like i think we miss one pretty yeah, a, we, a pretty old one called grandma mind that oh uh, yeah they started that they started they started with that one. I checked um, the set list later. Fuck. Okay, I do love that song. Um, God damn it. But All right. We only missed like three songs, but uh, that was one of them. All most right. of what we saw, like I, my perception of Modest Mouse is like, I am totally happy listening to songs from like their 2000s albums instead yeah, of no. necessarily like the meandering <laughs> post rock with some <laughs> math Sorry. rock elements kind of modest I'm mouse. that asshole like the, it really because you were saying and I totally agree with this that they're like they are a band for like shitty white dudes and yeah. I, I agree I agree and I'm sorry like I guess I, I typically like that is the kind of thing I make fun of and yet and yet with Modest Mouse yeah I'm so there like I just love those early records and I really wanted to hear them yeah so you know I I had a slightly better experience right. because I, I I had my fill of those songs from those 2000s albums they did play a, a few did. A, a few of them but they only played one song be from before 1999 they did play Paper Thin Walls right uh, which is a really good song from Moon Antarctica. They played another one, I think, from that album. I, I can't remember which one it was. But but yeah, it's, but uh, again, it was like the kind of concert where Isaac Brock is, I, I think he even admitted it while he was playing that it's like, I'm, I'm not really a showman. I'm just going to play some songs. And... Yeah. No, it was a great performance. Like he, but he, he was good. Yeah, they really give it their all once they're playing instead yeah. of the banter of it, which some people like banter, but he just want, didn't want to do any of that. Right, so. right. Um, so yeah, those are mainly our highlights. I mean, we had other things that we kind of watch like here and there we saw some things that uh we didn't like catch the whole set that's kind of the name of the game with these with these festivals you're yeah. just not going to see every single thing I mean a copy I, I, love, I am bummed yeah. that we didn't get to see MIA like yeah that was fully like overlapping with Modest Mouse I think absolutely completely yeah. overlapped I mean there was no way to even catch both right. sets so and we had um, both seen her before, so it was 
like a no-brainer. Yeah, um, again, yeah. I mean, there were other bands playing, like, if you guys know Interpol, they were... They, yeah, at the end, a headliner. They, they were a headliner, <laughs> but at that point, me and Gabby were kind of feeling already uh, the festival uh, strain of just being there all day and feeling a little bit tired yeah because like i said we're 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 old we're old (laughs) but you know we we also how did you feel the crowds were yeah that's a good question i was just going to bring that up too how like the crowd varied by show for the most part it was like people in their probably late 30s early 40s so like it was typical but at some of the shows there were like people clearly in like their early 20s and I was very confused and they were I mean I hate gatekeeping shit but they were so annoying right like they were clearly just there to like be seen and like you know talk throughout the shows and or like dance annoyingly and I mean dancing is fine obviously but like they were they were not um they were not paying attention and they were just like there to yeah like be seen and look cute yeah yeah mostly a fashion thing yeah and like I am here for the fashion like nobody listening knows me but like fashion is (laughs) like something I care about so no shade about that but also like ah why are you there if the music isn't something you care about right and also like yeah just like making out and stealing people's weed and like yeah that was too weird and then just and then just the older people that are just entitled dicks who just talk throughout the shows and but I never get that I never get when people are like we came here and we like pushed our way to the front and now we're just gonna talk, talk and time. laugh like, and, and the then fuck, yeah and then they start like looking around the crowd and they start screaming and it's right. like wow people like, the bands are playing and then it just becomes really annoying really right. quickly so so yeah I mean that's the regardless it was still a very uh it was still a nice experience it wasn't like very overwhelming I mean it did get full but at the same time we were able to walk fairly yeah fairly quickly from one from one uh stage to the next and it was very organized and we you know it did have a pretty good the weather was pretty good and slightly overcast but it you know it wasn't really (laughs) hot so we really had we can't complain in that respect no it was a really good day but I think the final thoughts that we have here is that we can totally curate our own festival oh yeah yeah (laughs) And we were thinking about other bands that could maybe uh, play at a festival like this. Or like should have played at this one. Or should have, that maybe next year they could have. Like I was telling Gabby that other bands like Phoenix and oh MGMT have, oh, played, have played this one before. Have right? played before the drums and stuff like that. But, but we yeah. have, a, have a lineup. We have a lineup too. Yeah. Possibly not in this order, but what were we talking about? <laughs> the Rapture, Ratatat. Absolutely. I, I love BHS or Beta. Nobody remembers them. I remember them. They, you know, <laughs> uh, l- l- when bands were trying to be like LCD Sound System meets Daft Punk, like all these yes. bands that kind of sounded like that. Or like before that, I, I think I said Lady Tron. 
I want Lady Tron. Lady Tron. I will love Lady Tron because I they still make pretty good music. They do. So, yeah. And I doesn't mean I listen to it, but you're right. <laughs> I should listen to it. So we've been, you know, I, I think a lot of these bands can definitely I, I still feel like we would need a slightly bigger band to kind of compensate. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, think the rapture. A, we didn't think of a headliner, did we? No, I don't think we did, but we just thought of a bunch of like little bands, CSS. <laughs> CSS too. Oh my god. Uh, there are a bunch like that. I feel like one thing we didn't, because we're just focusing so much on nostalgia, which like, yeah. obviously that is the point of this, but given that this is, you know, quarantine the past right. and we want to like shut that door. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying, this is what I failed at. And this is what I want to like, you know, maybe, you know, close the door on it today and like, think of it for our next real podcast. Absolutely. Material. Yeah. It's like what bands are making music like this now that we can um, recommend or kind of try to find. Um, but that was part of the problem, right? Like we were talking about how there's a lot of um, music like this, like these guitar heavy bands that uh, we miss and there's not a lot like that going on anymore. Yeah, it really isn't. And then when you think about some of the ones that are kind of active, I wouldn't want them to play these festivals. Guys, right. there's still this illusion in my head that they're still relevant. Like when I think about Beer Hunter, I'm like, they're still relevant in my but, mind. But no. <laughs> they're probably not. So, right. you know, uh, but it, it gets to that place where, where yeah, the, you do have to accept that the the tides have kind of changed a lot of these are very either guitar driven or it was kind of like following a certain groove of the era like we didn't talk like many other artists there mm -hmm. were kind of more on the electronic side of things right. like like uh or slightly even dancey like chromio was kind oh, of yeah, known yeah, for yeah. that too and we completely missed it because that's not really what we were trying to uh, accomplish with some of the artists that we were seeing but it just it feels like even if a lot of these artists are relevant, it's still slightly from a time and guitar driven bands are not necessarily a thing anymore. And if anything, it's just a lot of singer songwriters that have their own bands and yeah. they call themselves a band. And, you know, outside of maybe Vampire Weekend and stuff like that, there's not, or Arcade Fire, there's not a lot oh, of bands. Oh God, Arcade Fire though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's, there's not a lot of bands that are still trying to maintain that. Uh, the same sound. Yeah, I feel like Arcade Fire would feel it's like an insult to play a festival like this oh, still. Man. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know what? I'm so happy that there's that they're still around. I feel like, or I would, I should say, beginning because these festivals are kind of becoming a new thing. I don't think it was necessarily right. There's that a lot. Of festivals like this right yeah like catering to I mean again we said this one was like for our generation but there's all kinds <clears throat> of like nostalgia festivals like there's such a an appetite there's, for reliving yeah there's a hip-hop one I had heard about it just came into my head it was like 90s west coast east coast hip-hop artists right, from right. that time so it's, it's not just it's not just rock music people it's right. like <laughs> it's other types of music too and I'm sure I'm sure we'll have like some nostalgia, like post ultra festival and Skrillex <laughs> is going oh, to be the headliner no. at oh, some God. point. Oh. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's 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 the new epidemic that's coming, yeah. coming to a town near you probably. Yeah, but we'll we'll go back to focusing on new music. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk about new bands. We'll maybe kind of revisit, you know, thoughts the in an anecdotal sense in the future, and then yeah. we can talk about maybe uh, some of the bands that you heard. Maybe if you haven't heard many of these bands, because maybe you're just haven't heard of them and they're new to you, you should check them out. A lot of them are really good artists. And, or if not, we can just give you new recommendations for also new stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, those are kind of our thoughts. Uh, yeah, thanks uh, Gabby for coming to this journey with me. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see you uh, for the next regular installment of Quarantine the Past. and. We'll definitely have uh, David and Joe on board. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you there. And what about you? What are some <laughs> bands that, you know, made you think about this festival that you're like, oh man, uh, I would have loved to see like a band like this play or what's a new band that you would like that reminds you of some of these bands? We would also like to know. So if you have any thoughts also, uh, just give us a shout. We're always looking for that as well. So yeah, thank you so much. And, and yeah, that's Can it for now. Flip? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye everyone. <laughs>